AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. All the action is right here. This is Lee Scott Academy Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. Now, here is color analyst Carter Bird and the voice of Lee Scott Academy Athletics, Jacob Goins. We are live here at WZ Middleton Field at Fort Dale Academy here in Greenville, Alabama. Hello, everybody. Jacob Goins with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. I'm joined by my broadcast partner, Christian Griffin. And, Christian, we are here on the campus of Fort Dale Academy in Greenville, Alabama. It is playoff baseball action getting going today. Day one was supposed to be tomorrow. Everything got moved up because of the weather, and that's what we're doing here today is crossing our fingers and sending our prayers that the weather will hold off here for games one and two of a best of three series between Lee Scott and Fort Dale. And man, it's been an exciting season to get us here so far. It has, and as you mentioned, we're looking, looking to keep that rain away. We're almost hoping a couple of the clouds come in and block the sun. It's a hot one here at WZ Middleton Field and hot. You can see both teams feeling the energy of that playoff baseball and that sun feeding right into it as well. This is the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. It's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Well, Lee Scott is the three seed in the top portion of the AISA Class 3A bracket. Fordale is the two seed. The winner of this series will move on and play the winner of one-seeded Glenwood and four-seeded Monroe. And a lot of people would uh, make the assumption that it would be Glenwood, but don't look over that Monroe team. A very talented group there for Monroe. But winner here got to take care of business first and for Lee Scott that means trying to win both of these games today because it is a best of three series and if you're able to win both today either squad you don't have to come back and play tomorrow and, and what that means is you don't have to travel the extra day right you're you're an hour and a half down the road we are from Auburn Alabama where the campus of Lee Scott Academy is and so with that being said Lee Scott, you try to take care of business in game one. You'd love to get the sweep here today and not have to come back tomorrow, but got to take care of business in game one. When we come back, we'll continue the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch. We'll get your starting lineup brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olean Price, and then we will have opening pitch and the start of the Auburn Bank first inning here on the Lee Scott Sports Network. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Christian Griffin. Stay tuned. The Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch continues when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the orthopedic clinic bending stretching walking the simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain when that happens the orthopedic clinic is here to help the orthopedic clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs physical therapy and sports medicine with offices conveniently located in auburn and opelika the orthopedic clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. 
Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pro. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation is made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save this just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. This is the First Pitch Countdown, presented by Russell Building Supply on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Welcome back to the campus of Fort Dale Academy, where your Lee Scott boys, the baseball team, ready to go against the Fort Dale Eagles here on the campus of Fort Dale Academy in Greenville, Alabama. I'm Jacob Goins. He is Christian Griffin, here with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, and we'll get you your Starting lineups presented by the Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price, who reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station. And uh, looks like they're announcing the starting lineups for Fort Dale, so we'll go ahead and do the starting lineups for your Lee Scott Warriors, starting with Hutch Sprayberry starting off to lead off in one through nine. He'll be in center field. Cade Hudson wearing number 23. He'll bat second at third. Garrett West will get the start on the mound. He'll bat third this afternoon. Sam Jackson will be at first. He'll bat fourth. Pelzer Reeds will bat fifth wearing number 14. He'll start at second base this afternoon. Landry Cochran will be out in left wearing number 10 and will be in the sixth hole. Lane Eddins behind the dish wearing number 13 in the seventh spot. Whittington will be in right wearing number 17 batting in the eight hole. And Hayden Harper will bat ninth playing at the shortstop position. And following over to those Fort Dale Eagles, they're going to be anchored by 
And we may actually have a prayer national anthem, so I'll tell you what, we will go ahead and send it to break and come back and finish up the starting lineups here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain... Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Back here at Fort Dale Academy as your Lee Scott Warrior baseball team gets set to take on the Fort Dale Eagles. Had to throw it to a quick break. They jumped on us with a prayer in the national anthem. But we continue your starting lineups presented by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price. We gave you Lee Scott's starting lineup. Christian, for the visiting Fort Dale Eagles, please. Yeah, so anchored on those Fort Dale Eagles. Starting pitcher lefty Morgan Heathler, number 16. One, two, and three on the Eagle lineup. Everett Blake. Parker McNeil and Owen McNeil playing third, short, and catcher. Four, five, six, Clay Benson, Cole Whitten, and Brady Long. Garrett Simmons, Dane Winters, and Sterling Arnold. Seven, eight, nine in that Fort Dale Eagles lineup. Those are your starting lineups. Again, brought to you by Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price. It reminds you that if you need services from her office, there's the main office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station. As we wrap up the Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch, it's all been brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Well, we're about to get underway in the Auburn Bank first inning. Auburn Bank champions of you and proud to sponsor Lee Scott Warrior Baseball. And Christian, this is the playoffs. The regular season is over. Lee Scott's 27-9 and record means absolutely nothing because this is a brand-new season. It's a brand-new ballgame, and you've got two chances to take three against the Fort Dale Eagles here on the road. Yeah, it's everything you play for, whether good or bad. You get, you get to, as you mentioned, you get to completely clear it. It's a clean slate, and you got two games for your life and you're playing to continue to go. 
as uh, not the entire Lee Scott team, but some of the guys decided to uh, change up the mojo a little bit coming into playoff time, and they are rocking some blonde hair with some bleach that they put in there. Again, not everybody just looking at it right now. Uh, Hutch Sprayberry, who will lead things off, did not bleach his hair, but Kate Hudson did, and uh, talking to him before the game, I said, Kate, I didn't know blonde was your color, and he said, it's not. <laughs> so maybe uh, just trying to change things up and get some hype going here as we are just about underway between Lee Scott and Fort Dale. Again, Lee Scott, the three seed. Fort Dale, the two seed. The winner of this best of three matchup will move on to the second round and take on either Glenwood or Monroe. And we appreciate you all tuning in here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app as Hutch Brayberry, as he has all season long, will lead things off for the Warriors. And showed bunt, went after it, can't get there for strike one. Morgan Heath, as you mentioned, partner, is on the mound for the Fort Dale Eagles, the lefty for the Eagles. So Lee Scott will have to, uh, have to deal with that today to start out game number one. Heath faces the, the batter head on, turns, fires it in, and finds the inside part of the plate for an easy strike two and a quick 0-2 hole on Hutch Brayberry. Yeah, lefty doesn't look like velocity is going to blow you away. He's going to stick to stick in spots. You saw that curveball break off that inner part of the plate right there for that 0-1 call. Long pause in between pitches. Went upstairs. Sprayberry laid off of it for a 1-2 count. Still nobody out, nobody on, no score as we are just underway here on the road in the top half of the Auburn Bank first inning. Your Lee Scott Warriors facing off against the Fort Dale Eagles in round one of the AISA Class 3A state playoffs. As that pitch is low to even up the count at two apiece. Sprayberry, Hudson, and West will be the three to start off things for the Warriors in the top half of the first. A little bit of a breeze from left to right here at WZ Middleton Field. The 2-2 from Heath. Sprayberry jumps on it. Soft ground ball to the second base side. Scooped up and makes the play for out number one. It's long to Benson and one away. So one out here in the first inning with a ground ball from Hutch Sprayberry. It brings up Cade Hudson, starting third baseman this afternoon for the Warriors. We'll get his first crack in Morgan Heath. And as you mentioned, you can see that bleach blonde hair coming out of the helmet. We'll have to keep a stat. We'll see the batting averages for the bleach blonde versus the not bleach blonde. Yeah, you know? yeah it seems like it as... Uh, Garrett West will step in the on-deck circle. He's got the bleach blonde hair as well, so we'll see. Yeah, we can have a little game for ourselves and see if blonde versus not has has a better batting average. That one is low. Hudson stayed away from it for a 1-0 count. Good turnout here. Lee Scott fans, they have filled the visitor side here at Fort Dale Academy. That one's in the dirt, gets away for a 2-0 count. Lots of Lee Scott fans making the hour-and-a-half or so drive here to Greenville, Alabama to support their Lee Scott Warriors in round one of the playoffs. As Hudson awaits the 2-0 and stayed away from it on the outside, but a called strike one. We see that flagpole blowing in dead, dead right field, blowing almost straight back in a, a smaller dimension field, 320 in the corners, only 365 to dead center. It looks like the outfield is almost playing in the infield with how, how shallow they're playing. So we'll see how much of a factor the wind and these smaller dimensions can play with either of these teams. That one up near the shoulders of Cade Hudson for a 3-1 count, and if anybody can take it yard, it's this man right here in the two-hole who awaits a 3-1 count. And stayed away from it, and he'll take a walk, and the first base runner for the Warriors is on. 
Yeah, wise take there, 3-1. Elevated fastball, wanted to go after it. But wise to lay off and take that jog down to first base. So Garrett West steps in to the right-handed batter's box, wearing number 19, your starting pitcher, who gets his first plate appearance of the afternoon. Awaits it and takes it for a ride into foul territory, into the softball field here at Fort Dale Academy. It's partly sunny, partly cloudy, and uh, some clouds right now, so it'll be off and on all afternoon as we get into the evening. Got two to play here today. This is the game one of two of a best-of-three series between Lee Scott and Fort Dale. Oh, one count to West with a runner on first. Big lead for Kate Hudson. Awaits it. West, chopper down the third base side into the Lee Scott dugout for an 0-2 count. As you mentioned, a really big lead there from, from Kate Hudson. It'll be interesting to see if Lee Scott plays aggressive on the base pass early or if they want to just see a throw over to see if they can build off of that later in the innings, see if they can get pick something up on the mound from Heath. Heath stares in as he waits to deliver the 0-2 pitch to Garrett West. Stares over at first, short stride, kick, and throw in, and it's high to stay alive at 1-2. Fort Dale in their home whites with the red caps. Looks to be darker numbers with the red trim around it, white pants, and most of them wearing black or blue socks. Lee Scott in their road navies with the white letters, white numbers, and white pants with a thin white line down the side. The 1-2 to West, pitcher throws over, and Hudson able to get back in time. It's Benson playing first for for the Eagles as the sun comes back out. And it faces directly into the pitcher and the outfielders and the infielders. And so we've seen all season long, when we get near that 5 o'clock hour, as we're just about an hour away from it, we'll see that become a factor for both teams in the field. Heath stares over at first, delivers the 1-2, and West lays off of it to even it up at two apiece. One out, one runner on, and no score between Lee Scott and Fort Dale as we are just underway in the top portion of the Auburn Bank first inning. Reminder, Auburn Bank champions of you and proud to sponsor Lee Scott Warrior Baseball. The 2-2 two -two to West as he throws back over. Hudson gets back in time. Very close to a balk move there, not only with the pause at the top of that kick, but... Seems like a lot of that momentum is going towards home plate. We can see they're very deliberate to first base, so if any Lee Scott runners get a good jump and go on first movement, you could have second base stolen. As Heath delivers it in, West stays away from it and rung him up. Strike three on the inside part of the plate, and he doesn't agree with it. Tough take for Garrett West on the 2-2 on the inside part, and maybe if, if you're West, you learn something right there that maybe home plate umpire is going to call that more times than not. And so takes the strike out the first one of the day for Morgan Heath on the mound, which brings up Sam Jackson two away with a runner on first and still no score. Heath has changed up his pitching stance as delivers a first pitch strike with a runner on first. He faces the runner on first before he delivers, where before that he was faced straight towards the batter. So able to peek over at first as Hudson got about a three, four step lead over there. Delayed between the pitch, kicks and fires. A big swing from Sam Jackson, foul tipped into the glove for a quick 0-2 count. We've seen that a couple of times from Lee Scott batters getting 0-2 holes. Yeah, we've seen it early too. It looks like these Lee Scott hitters are taking really big swings and coming up empty, just want to see him hit the ball where it's pitched, try and find some barrels and pass that rally down the, down the lineup. The 0-2 to Sam Jackson with a runner on first. 
Heath kick and fire, and it's in the dirt. Good stop behind the dish from McNeil to keep it in front of him and keep Kate Hudson at first base. Yeah, Hudson, a very, very aggressive lead over there at first base, almost playing at the cut where the grass meets the infield on that first base bag. The delivery on the one-two from Heath and stayed away from it. Did Sam Jackson tried to get him to get the, the golf style swing. But put twos across the board now. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. Runner on first is Kate Hudson for the Warriors. No score between Lee Scott and Forkdale in the top portion of the first. If Heath sticks one out there again, I'd like to see Sam Jackson try and poke one down that right field line. Hudson goes. Jackson dribbler to the third base side. It's a slow roller. Comes up, throws across the diamond, and makes the play. It was black at third and threw a dart across the diamond. And Lee Scott leaves one on first, and they score none here in the top portion of the first. Scoreless between Lee Scott and Fort Dale. The Eagles coming up to bat when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. Lee Scott leaves one stranded in the top half of the first and no score between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Fort Dale Eagles. Jacob Goins alongside me is Christian Griffin here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as we get to the bottom portion of the Auburn Bank first inning. Lee Scott saw a base runner, just couldn't do anything with it, and the Eagles will be up to bat here in the home part of the first. Every Black, Parker McNeil, and Owen McNeil will be one, two, and three due up for the Eagles here at home. And again, on and off, sun and shade here. Should be like this all afternoon here in game number one of a best-of-three series between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Fort Dale Eagles as we are here on the road at WZ Middleton Field. A good-looking field out here at, at Greenville, Alabama. About an hour-and-a-half drive from Auburn. With Garrett West on the hump for the Warriors. I'll tell you what looks really good. I think this might be the first time I've seen it this year, at least the first time I can remember. Those Lee Scott, the all navies, I think those are those are pretty solid. We saw the, West delivers the first pitch strike. Go ahead. We saw Auburn University yeah. make that change and go there all Friday blues. With the throwback block very, A-caps, those yeah. are sweet. Yeah, those are dope. Here's the 0-1 from Garrett West inside on the hands. To even it up in one apiece, as you mentioned, Lee Scott in their Navy hats with the Navy shirt, Navy pants, a thin white line down the side of the Navy pants with the 
White letters and red numerals on the front, white numerals on the back as that's low and in for ball two. Everett Black starting third baseman wears number 12 in the leadoff spot. A right-handed hitter facing the right-hander on the mound, Garrett West. The 2-1 to Black. Takes it for a ride into left center field. Sprayberry comes up and makes the grab for out number one. A little bit of a late jump of Sprayberry speed, able to make up for it. And the Warriors have one out against the Eagles here in the bottom half of the first. Yeah, ball hit on the screws, had a lot of topspin on it. You can see that it fooled Sprayberry for a step or two. But that closing speed you mentioned that we've seen him make multiple times, able to make that play in left center field. First pitch is foul tipped from Parker McNeil, the shortstop, number seven, into the backstop. 4-0-1 count will set up your infield and outfield for Lee Scott. West on the mound. Lane Eddins behind home plate. He'll be catching and receiving balls from Garrett West. Sam Jackson at first. Pelzer Reeves at second. Hayden Harper playing shortstop. He's back in the lineup today. Cade Hudson at third. And after this 0-1, we'll give you the outfield. That's upstairs for a 1-1 count. Moving right to left in your outfield. Thomas Whittington in right. Hutch Sprayberry in center field. And Landry Cochran is playing in left. One's across the board, one ball, one strike, and one out to Parker McNeil. Nobody on, no score. As went down for it, and a changeup, really, from Garrett West in a golf-style swing to make it a 1-2 count on Parker McNeil. Some noise from the Fort Dale dugout. Here's the 1-2, a dribbler to the first base side. It's in no man's land. West comes up to cover first. He's able to do so, and a good play between Sam Jackson and Garrett West. Good hustle by the both of them to make a, diff a difficult play look pretty easy. Two away for the Eagles. Yeah, Jackson going to his right, feeling that backhand. And a play that seems so simple, being able to make that flip in time. And for West to be able to catch it in stride and be able to touch that first base bag just in time. Really good pitch there. Went back to that curveball and got McNeil to chase and hit that chopper. And the first pitch to Owen McNeil is down in the zone for strike one. McNeil the catcher. Where's number three and batting in that third spot for the home Eagles. The 0-1 is ripped into the backstop, this side wall here that's all brick going around the field here. At Fort Dale and a rapid 0-2 hole for him. They'll change the baseballs as it clanked off the bricks. A good-looking FD that's got red, blue, and white right behind home plate for Fort Dale. Looks good. They've had painted here on the field. As clouds just roll in and out here in Greenville, Alabama. The 0-2 count to Owen McNeil. West trying to get out of an inning clean here in the bottom of the first. And that's hit hard. Into right, back near the wall. Goes up for it, and it is down at the wall. And he'll turn at second, and they will hold him there. And a stand-up double to Owen McNeil for a ball that hung in the air for what seemed like an eternity. And Whittington went back on it, just misplayed it a little bit. And just like that, a double for the Eagles. Yeah, he saw him break to his right side on that, on that fly ball. It's hit right to you. Well, the lefty swing, that ball is going to hook a lot more than you think it was. So you'd like to see him turn the other way, knowing that's going to fade back towards that right field line. With that said, I don't know if that catch is being made regardless. But it hits the wall, so no damage done on the scoreboard yet. And you'd love to see if Wes can work out of a first inning jam right here. Clay Benson, the first baseman, steps into the left-handed batter's box. Fighting the right-hander 
Garrett West, who takes a couple of peaks back at second and delivers a first pitch strike. No, they call it a little low and outside for ball one. My apologies. Runner on second, two away, still no score between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Fort Dale Eagles in game one of a best of three in the round one of playoffs. West delivers the 1-0. Went down for it. It's a blooper into no man's land. Sprayberry, no, excuse me, Harper comes out and makes the grab. The shortstop for the Warriors. And so one hit but left stranded on second base and no damage done as the Warriors come back to bat in the top half of the second. It'll be Reeves, Cochran, and Eddins when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. To the second we go between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Fort Dale Eagles. Both teams got a hit in that first inning. Well, my apologies. Both teams had a base runner in that first inning, but neither team able to do anything with it, and we are scoreless between Lee Scott and Fort Dale as Pelza Reeves steps in and takes the first pitch strike from Morgan Heath to start off the second inning. Reeves, Cochran, and Eddins, the three in the lineup for the Warriors here in the visitor part of the second inning as the pitcher Heath will step off and reset. Pelzer, a consistent hitter at the plate for Lee Scott. Seems to always be in the play some way or the other. The 0-1 to him from Heath. And laid off of it outside. It's the first changeup we've seen from Heath. Had Pelzer out in front, but a good job to lay off there. Pelzer awaits the 1-1, the slow wind-up and delivery, and... Takes a hack at it, but can't get there for a 1-2 count now. No outs, nobody on in the top half of the second. A great turnout for Lee Scott fans as they continue to roll in here to Fort Thale Academy. As we're just underway in the top half of the second inning, the 1-2 to Pelzer Reeves and laid off of it in the dirt to even it up at two. On and off breeze. Coming from left to our right. Got a good portion of shade right now. To drop down the temperature just a little bit. The 1-2 from Morgan Heath to Pelza Reeves. Swung at it, strike three. Two strikeouts for Warrior hitters. Gives two to Morgan Heath on the mound. Brings up Landry Cochran. Wearing number 10, he'll start in left this afternoon. 
for his first plate appearance with a one away in the top half of the second. Awaits the first pitch from Heath, who delivers. And stayed away from a ball for a 1-0 count. We are up the third baseline a little bit, so we're not directly behind home plate like we usually are, so can't necessarily see the movement on that Heath fastball. Velocity not going to blow you away as that off-speed misses in the dirt. But some really big hacks we've seen the Lee Scott hitters take, and that's something that you can see with that the lack of velocity. You try and expand your swing, try and take too big a swing, and you lose control a little bit, and I feel like we've seen that through four or four or five batters here for Lee Scott. A dribbler up the third baseline. Tough play to make. Black can't get there, and Landry will outrun it. It wasn't hit very hard, but Black had to come up and try to glove it and couldn't do so. You almost want to see that be played with your bare hand rather than try to pick it up with your glove, but nonetheless, Lee Scott's got another base runner here in the second with just one out. The catcher, number 13, Edmonds. And so Cochran will reach on the first, reach to first base. Give him a hit unofficially, right? We're not the official scorekeeper. Yeah, but. I mean, we can say unofficially. As Lane Edens, I was debating what I wanted to write down as Edens rips that one right straight back over the scores table and into the woods. I was debating whether I wanted to give that a hit or, a, or an error, but... So Heath did not come set on that pitch, actually, so okay. he will be rewarded a balk, yeah. with a balk for Landry Cochran. He will be on second base. And the first runner in scoring position. And as you were mentioned, I think the official ruling w correctly would be an E5, but make both parties happy and give him yeah. a field hit, right? Yeah, here on the hometown radio crew, we can give him a hit. I like that. So no strike on the foul ball as the balk was rewarded. And Edens awaits his first pitch and a fastball low and in for strike one. But as you mentioned, Lee Scott now has a base runner in scoring position thanks to Landry Cochran reaching on the uh, hit error, however you want to record <laughs> that. And uh, he's now standing on second base. So Lee Scott with a chance to break this thing open, tied at zero between your Warriors and the Fort Dale Eagles. That one in the dirt, but a good stop from McNeil behind the plate. For ones across the board, two McNeils playing for Fort Dale. One is at shortstop and one behind the dish. Parker McNeil playing short and Owen McNeil behind home plate. The 1-1 count for the catcher, Lane Eddins. Really big hole in that right side with the second base. Second baseman holding Cochran on. That's up near the numbers. To make it a 2-1 count, at least Scott's ahead. One thing we have seen from Heath is he's able to go on both sides of the plate. You know, you usually see high school pitchers sticking to that outside part of the plate, but we've seen him go in on the hands on a couple of these Lee Scott hitters. As the two ones in the dirt with a chance for Lane Eddins to get on on a 3-1 count with a Whittington on deck for Lee Scott. These are the pitches that you got to win in the playoffs if you're Lee Scott. If he gives it to you, get that first runner across the plate. Heath delivers and it's another ball. No, they called a strike. Oh my goodness. Low and in as Edens was just about to toss the bat and jog down to first. The Lee Scott fans started clapping and then everybody got a little upset now as it's a full count. But three balls, two strikes and one out. Two late Edens, the payoff pitch for Morgan Heath. That's in the dirt, no doubt about that one as it bounced into the dirt. 
as the runner advances from second to third. And so runners on the corners now for the Warriors, which brings up Thomas Whittington a chance for the Warriors to get on the board. Yeah, really good base running there from Cochran. Heath had been one look at him the entire time, so as soon as that curveball was in the dirt, a really good dirtball read, knew that McNeil had no shot at throwing him out at third. And a good at-bat, too, from, from Edens to keep his head after that 3-1 questionable strike. Perfect example of ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Finds his way to first base anyways. As Blomeyer comes in as a pinch runner on first. And with just one out, the Warriors have a chance to break open a tie, a tie with a scoreless game here in 0-0. Zero and zero. Runners on first and third. One away for Thomas Winnington, the right fielder for the Warriors. And I believe partner right field is where you want to hit this thing. There are so many gaps in right, and it's also the shortest part of this ballpark at just 320 out there. So if we're able to get one and catch the win, maybe get some help, take it into the trees. And this is where you give credit to Kate Hudson. You made you made he throw a couple over to first, so you've now seen both of his moves. You've seen his more quicker one and his little bit speedier one where he's actually trying to get that pickoff. So if you're Blomeyer on first and you get a good jump, you could take second. And he has a big lead over there. The first pitch to Whittington was in the dirt. Whittington laid off of that one in the middle for strike one, and the runner's going to go. And so two in scoring position now for Lee Scott, standing on second and third. It's Blomeyer and Cochran on second and third. With just one away and a 1-1 count to Thomas Whittington in the eight hole. Lee Scott trying to break open a scoreless game. Infield comes in and a great delayed steal there from Blomeyer. Catcher never had a chance, never even saw the runner until he got to second base. Whittington tips that one into the fish net behind home plate to make it a 1-2 count. Hayden Harper, the shortstop on deck for the Warriors if they avoid a double play. Whittington, a left-handed batter, awaits the one-two as the sun just peeks back behind the clouds for a second. Heath sets, peeks back at second, kick and fire the one-two. And hard hit by Whittington into center field, back on it, and makes the grab. Does Arnold, but the runners tag. One will score, and two will come in. No, just one. My apologies. One will come in to score. It is Cochran on third, and the Warriors have a one nothing lead thanks to the hard hit flyout from Thomas Whittington. Perfect job there from Whittington. Got a curveball. Looked like it caught that outer half of the plate. But Whittington not trying to do too much with it, just trying to find a barrel. Not a very routine sacrifice flies. That ball was actually hit very hard just right at the center fielder, Arnold. Because, but it was deep enough. But I was it, with how deep it is, and Arnold, because of that line drive, had no ability to camp under it and get that momentum going forward. Cochran scores relatively easily. So Whittington drives in the run and breaks open this game. Lee Scott on top, one to nothing in the top half of the second. Two away with a runner still on second base. Brings up Hayden Harper, who took a first pitch strike, the 0-1. To the shortstop, wide stance. Big delay from Heath, who peeks back at second multiple times and sends that one up near the head for a 1-1 count. And again, we've mentioned it before, that right field side. Huge hole, first baseman playing in, cuts off a lot of that angle for the ground that he can reach. Just a poke to where the second baseman would be playing, and you can see Harper reaching first and getting an RBI. 
Foul tipped into the glove for a 1-2 count. For Hayden Harper, if he's able to get on, it's back to the top of the order with Sprayberry on deck for Lee Scott, who has a 1-0 lead in the visitor part of the second, runner on second. And a 1-2 count to the shortstop, Harper. Heath kicks and fires. That's low and in for twos across the board now. Heath has thrown that changeup in advantage counts. The wise Lee Scott hitters have laid off of it so far. Two balls, two strikes to Harper with a runner on second here in the second. Here's the pitch. Takes it for a ride into center field, back near the wall, caught a little too much air, and Arnold gets underneath it for out number three, but not before the Warriors score the first run of the game. Lee Scott on top, 1-0 over Fordale as we head to the bottom of the second here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. The Warriors take a run in the top half of the first. They lead the Fort Dale Eagles one to nothing here on the road in game one of the round one series between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Fort Dale Eagles. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. And reminder that today's game is brought to you by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing offering 24-hour towing services. Garrett West back on the hump for the Warriors in the home part of the second. And his first batter hits it right to him. He slowly picks it up, takes his time, underhand toss, and the first out is recorded. It was Cole Witten who hit it, a very soft ground ball to Garrett West, and one away quickly here in the bottom half of the second. Yeah, one thing we've seen through five batters so far, yeah, he gave up that two-out double. But strikes and getting ahead of a lot of batters I would say that velocity playing a factor here. But that's one thing that we want to see from both starters and West here in game one. Get ahead of those batters. Be able to get to your off speed with advantage counts. Is that one unable to find the strike zone for a 1-0 count on Brady Long, where's number 10, starting at second base for the Eagles. The 1-0 from West, who's throwing with some velocity. That one outside the zone as well for a 2-0 count. Velocity, not a question with Garrett West right now. It's not at all, and you're looking at the way the, the, way the outfield and the infield are shaded. You'd think it would be the other way around. First baseman, Sam Jackson, trying to cover up any of those holes, so a really big hole 
down that first baseline. That's popped up straight in the infield as Reeves will call everybody off at second base and makes the grab and two quick outs for the Eagles here in the bottom half of the second. At least Scott, if you are Garrett West right now on the mound, two quick outs in this second inning, you can't ask for anything better in this second inning. No, but what we've seen... A couple times, not only from Lee Scott, but what Lee Scott's been able to do at the plate, you got to be able to get that third out. We've seen so many times two out walks, two out rallies, and that could be really, really be the difference in a ball game. So, yeah, you've got those two, but that third one is just as, if not even more important. As Garrett Simmons comes up and sends a bunt into foul territory down the first baseline. Simmons wearing number 13, batting in the seventh spot, playing in left for the Eagles in the field. Two quick outs for Lee Scott on the defensive side. And the home part of this second inning, they have a 1-0 lead over the Fort Dale Eagles. The 0-1 is low to make it a 1-1 count. This is game one of a three best of three series between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Fort Dale Eagles. Lee Scott the three seed, Fort Dale the two seed in the top portion of the bracket. Games one and two being played here today. And if they split, game three will be here tomorrow. The 1-1. Hard hit ball down the first baseline and a fair ball. That thing had a ton of turn on it. It jumped right over the first base bag and all the way into the corner in right field. And a double for Garrett Simmons. Just a nice piece of hitting from Simmons. He stands up on second base. Yeah, it's one of those plays where the velocity comes back to hurt you. Simmons really late on that fastball. It looked like it was on the inner half of the plate as well. But with how far Sam Jackson's played over, no way he's going to get to it. If it hits the ground three feet shorter, it might have took a turn foul. But instead danced right over that first base bag in the second two-out double in as many innings for the Fort Dale Eagles. Dane Winters in the eight hole, steps in and takes the first pitch in the dirt and hits off the catcher's, catcher's mask, I should say, of Lane Eddins. And a runner in true scoring position now as they advance from second to third for the Eagles. And here we go. You mentioned it. Quick two outs. Can Lee Scott secure the third out? We've seen that from them this year on defensive sides. We've seen that, as you mentioned, we've seen Lee Scott take advantage of that. Hitting as well. Got to get the third out, especially here in the postseason. And Garrett West in trouble now with a 1-0 count. Two Dane Winters takes a hack at it but can't get there. Strike one. Yeah, went to that curveball on the first pitch and spiked it in front of the plate. Winter's really late on that fastball. I'd like to see West stick with that fastball. West on the 1-1. Goes fastball upstairs, though. For a 2-1 count. Two away, runner on third. Lee Scott holding onto a slim 1-0 lead in the bottom half of the second inning over Fort Dale. West kicks and fires the 2-1. And a good-looking pitch on the outside part of the plate to even it up at two apiece. Two balls, two strikes, two out for Dane Winters in the eight hole. Sterling Arnold on deck for the Eagles if they get there. West would like to hold him off until the third inning. Here's the 2-2 and stays alive. Foul tipped into the net. Lots of shade right now as don't want to say it, but Big dark clouds beginning to roll through, but they're not everywhere, so hopefully we can avoid it here in Greenville. We'll see if West chooses to go back to that curveball. We see Winters tried really hard to cheat to that fastball on the outer half of the plate here. The 2-2. Two -two. 
Tried to drop it in on the top portion of the zone and can't get the call to make it a full count, a true full count here with three balls, two strikes, and two outs, a runner on third. To Dane Winters, Lee Scott holds the one-nothing lead and Garrett West trying to get out of what is a true jam here. The payoff pitch from West. Got him swinging, strike three. Garrett West blew it past him, and he swung on it, strike three for Dane Winters. West gets his first strikeout on the afternoon, and we head to the third. Lee Scott on top, one nothing over Fort Dale. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 403461. The Gouge Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gougecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. To the top half of the third inning, we go here at WZ Middleton Field, trying to avoid the scares as the sky does get a little bit darker here. As Hutch Sprayberry digs into the left-handed batter's box to face Morgan Heath for his second time through that Lee Scott lineup. One nothing your score here as we are in the top half of the third inning. Christian Griffin and Jacob Goins here on the call on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Sprayberry watches the first pitch curveball in the dirt for ball one. Sprayberry grounded the second his first time up. That curveball misses upstairs. So Sprayberry in the driver's seat ahead, two balls and no strikes. This is an interesting portion of the game because all the Lee Scott batters have seen Morgan Heath at least once. So they at least know what they've seen. They also know what the other batters have told them. So we'll see if they're able to take advantage of it. 2-0 fastball is chopped down the first baseline. And as you mentioned, all three pitches have been seen by the Lee Scott batters. A 2-1 from Heath. To Sprayberry, it's a big swing and a miss on the outer half of the plate. And there's another example, fastball on the outer half of the plate, a really big swing rather than short to the ball. And Heath getting a lot of swings and misses so far. one nothing your score. Lee Scott leads the Fort Dale Eagles. Good fight from Sprayberry as he takes a very similar pitch to what we saw in the 2-1 count. Seems like the Warriors. Oh, go ahead. I was saying he just spoils that pitch. Yeah, foul. well, it seems like the Warriors are are there because we mentioned it already. Morgan Heath is not super high velocity, and it seems like the Warriors are struggling to time him up a little bit. Oh dear! Make a play as that pitch is fouled into the fans. Three or four me, three or four more feet to the left, and I'm making a play. 
getting an applause from you. Too bad the camera's pointed the other way. Yeah. Uh, you saved me once this year. Hopefully we don't have to do it again. We are in we are in foul territory. We also moved our car when we got here because we were in foul territory. A couple of raindrops starting to fall as the 2-2 pitch from Heath to Sprayberry is on the way. And that ball is lifted into left field. Get down ball. It will not. It will hang up just long enough for the left fielder Simmons to make a running catch as he slowed to make that grab. So Sprayberry 0 for 2 on the afternoon. Third baseman, number 23. Cade West drew a walk his first time up and was the first Lee Scott base runner of the postseason. As we mentioned, the bleach blonde hair. It's not really bleach blonde. It's more of a a gold tinted, I would say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. First pitch. Curveball along the shoe tops. I guess in there for a called yeah, strike. Yeah, gets one. called for the strike. Didn't agree with it. Nobody else did either. But fans telling him just to shake it off and reset on the 0-1. A wind-up in delivery. Fastball misses up and away to bring ones across the board. Top of the third inning. one nothing. Lee Scott, thanks to a sacrifice fly from Thomas Whittington in the top half of the second inning. 1-1 is a fastball. It's a better pitch than the first pitch that was called a strike. But a make-up call, I guess you could say. Brings the count to two balls and one strike. If I'm Lee Scott, I haven't seen anything from Morgan Heath that he's just painting the strike zone on this 2-1. And there's another ball. And to my point, if I'm Lee Scott, I've, I've made this point quite a bit this season. This is high school baseball, man. Make him pitch you a strike. Make him pitch you in the strike zone and then take advantage if he can do that twice or three times in a row. But just haven't seen that yet from, from Heath. And so Hudson has a chance to get on with this 3-1 count. 3-1 Lifted into right field. That'll be down the right field line. Tailing away from the right fielder. He will have time to make the catch. Did Winters. So two up, two down here in the top half of the third inning. And as you mentioned, aggressive patience. I feel like is a good way that you want to describe it. He's not going to blow you away with velocity. So you're going to have time to see all three of those pitches, whether it's the fastball, the curve, or the change. Make it over the zone. And until you get to two strikes, make it your pitch. We've seen him get to a lot of, a lot of three-ball counts. As West pops that first pitch foul down the first baseline, just beyond the netting. A lot of Fortale fans have ended, have started piling in here, as we've got we've got full bleachers on both sides and fans lined up all around the wall behind home plate, and fans stacked up three or four deep here in Greenville, Alabama. So a really good turnout for. Lee Scott and Fortdale here in round one of the playoffs. Yeah, going all the way down past the first base dugout for Fortdale. As that pitch is lined over the shortstop's head. And that will one-hop the center fielder and get past him. West rounds first. He'll have two easily. He'll have three easily. Right fielder Winters had to come and field it. He will wave him and then pump on the brakes. So West in there with a two-out single and an error from the center fielder. He will be on third. And Sam Jackson will have the opportunity to bring in the second run of the ball game for the Lee Scott Academy Warriors. Arnold misplayed that ball pretty badly. You can see the topspin on the ball. Would have been much wiser to play it off a bounce or even two bounces, but tried to go up there and short or backhand the ball 
And it missed the glove completely. Right, yeah. He tried to almost scoop it up to the side of his body instead of putting his body in front of the baseball like you're taught to do and just tried to scoop it up. And when he missed it, it just got right by him and there was enough momentum on it to get all the way to the wall. And Lee Scott with a good chance to double their lead here. Sam Jackson swings the first pitch curveball. And that will tail foul. Falls in play, but no damage done. Jackson grounded the third, his first time up. The only problem for the Warriors, you do have two outs here in the top portion of the third, so got to get a hit or a walk if you're Sam Jackson to keep the inning alive. The 0-1 count to Sam Jackson. Has lifted foul over the first base dugout. One thing we can give credit to Heath, as we mentioned earlier, is working both sides of the plate, so he's not allowing the hitters to reach out over that plate and extend their hands to find the barrel. We've mentioned that right field line being open. You can see Sam Jackson wanting to get to it, but that pitch on the inner half of the plate. Jammed a little bit. No two count from Heath. Jackson is swung on and lifted foul. Sam Jackson... Giving some souvenirs. Yeah, three pitches. And fans. Three pitches and the same three results. Yeah. They've been fouled all the way down the first base line and out of play. That shows that Jackson's keeping his hands inside the ball. Looking to see if Heath can make a mistake here. As he's ahead, no balls and two strikes. That fastball misses upstairs. So a good battle between Sam Jackson and Morgan Heath. Heath does have two strikeouts so far on the day for the Eagles. With the runner on third. Heath coming from the windup. So West can get a pretty big lead off of first if a ball is happening to get by the catcher. That ball finds a barrel. But again, <laughs> lifted down that right field line and will go foul. He's trying, man. He is trying to get it into right field down that first base line and has pulled it foul all four times. But from this battle alone, you can see the adjustments being made. See if he tries to go back to that changeup. He's gone to a couple times in advantage counts. That pitch misses upstairs. Couldn't really tell which one that was, whether it was the fastball or the changeup. Even count, two balls, two strikes, two outs, one nothing your score here. Top half of the third inning. Your Lee Scott Academy Warriors lead the Fort Dale Eagles looking to double that lead here in the top half of the third. The even count pitch is upstairs. So a great battle here from the first baseman, Sam Jackson. Three. The eighth pitch of the at-bat to Sam Jackson. True full count. Is taken upstairs, so a great at-bat there from Sam Jackson. That was a really, really, really good at-bat for Sam Jackson. You could see we were telling you he was trying to go down that first baseline, trying and trying and trying, couldn't get it in play. And then, like I said, he sat back and said, okay, pitch me strikes then. And Morgan Heath was unable to do it, and he fights back from being behind in the count and is able to get on base and extend this inning with runners on the corners and Pelzer Reeves coming up with a chance to make this bigger than a one nothing lead for Lee Scott. Sam Jackson, really big lead off of first. So really big hole there. 
So that pitch misses off the plate for a 1-0 count to Pelzer Reeves. We've seen multiple times Reeves, again, as you mentioned, always seems to be in these runners and scoring position type of plays. And we've seen multiple times that, that line drive right into right field, take it on the outer half of the plate, just shoot it out there to right field as the raindrops. I wouldn't say steadily falling, but you can tell they're, they're sporadic. They're big. Yeah. So I feel it when it hits the top of my head right now. So we're, we're praying and keeping our fingers crossed here in Fordale. A 2 0 count to Pelzer Reeves. Misses upstairs. So, as you mentioned, aggressive patience here from the Warrior hitters. Again, make him pitch you a strike. You're, you're on a 3 0 count, and you've got Landry Cochran on deck. Make him pitch you a strike. Taking all the way, but misses upstairs. Does Morgan Heath, so back-to-back -back walks. And Landry Cochran digs in, looking to break this game open. A two-out single from Garrett West. Center fielder Arnold misplayed the single. So West found his way to third base and back-to-back -back walks. Loads the bases here in the top half of the third inning. Left fielder Landry Cochran wearing number 10. But before anything, a mound visit to Morgan Heath. Again, we see all of the crowd here, even a couple of the umpires looking beyond us to see what's ahead. The wind blowing steadily. If we look at that right field flagpole. Yeah, clouds don't look great over the center field trees. But moving left to right, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I don't. We're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> As Landry Cochran steps in for Lee Scott, and you mentioned got a huge opportunity for the Warriors with bases loaded. You do have two outs, and you've got a one nothing lead, a chance to extend that here. A questionable hit in the air from Cochran. His first time up, we'd love to see a definite hit here. As that first pitch curveball is in there for a called strike with the catcher McNeil bringing up some dirt with it. Yeah, a called strike. It wasn't a pitch strike. It was a called strike, though. Keith working from the windup with the bases loaded. So all three runners able to get a pretty big lead. A ball in the gap could score threes. That ball is chopped foul into the on-deck circle. So Cochran behind in the count, no balls and two strikes. Cochran leading the short up here. Throw your hands to the ball, find a barrel. The 0-2 count is a changeup, swung on and lifted up all his line over shortstop. One run will score. They're waving him around. He, two runs will score without a throw. The ball gets past the pitcher. Pelzer Reeves will advance to third. Cochran will advance to second. And the Lee Scott Warriors take a 3-0 lead here in the third inning. We asked for a hit. We got it. Ask and you shall receive. And the Warriors not done here in the third inning. Great piece of hitting there from Landry Cochran. Got that changeup that we've seen Heath go to so many times in advantage counts. Didn't try to do too much with it. Just stuck the barrel out there. Wasn't hit too hard, but lying just out of reach over the, over the glove of the shortstop McNeil as the raindrops begin to fall pretty steadily here at WZ Middleton Field. As the catcher Lane Eddins 
digs in to the right-handed batter's box. We've seen the bleachers scatter a little bit, trying to find any cover they have. Not too much cover here at Fort Dale Academy. Uh, we're in the bleachers, so we'll keep you updated. If the rain begins to fall, we may have to, to, to throw it off the air and, and take our equipment in, so we'll kind of keep you updated on that as we are out in the wide open here at Fort Dale Academy. But a good hit from Landry Cochran. Patience at the plate. You had the 0-2 count. You fought your way back, and you hit a nice single over the shortstop head to bring two runs in. Lee Scott with a 3-0 lead here in game one. 2-0 count to catch your lane, Eddins. That pitch is lined over the third baseman's bag. One run will score. Two runs will score. And just like that, Lee Scott has extended this lead to five as Eddins will slide in safely to second base as the ball is bobbled by the cutoff man. And just like that, this game has been broken open here in the top half of the third inning. As five straight Lee Scott Warriors have reached safely in a four spot here in the top half of the third inning from the, the Lee Scott Warriors. I talked about Lee Scott. Once they batted through that first time, they would have the advantage on Morgan Heath and be able to time him up a little bit, and that's exactly what they've done. They've been able to figure it out. They've read his few pitches that he has and made him pitch strikes, and when he did, they have taken advantage of it. Lee Scott with the four-piece, as you mentioned, here in the third and a 5 nothing lead blown it open here at Fort Dale. Thomas Whittington got the party started in the top half of the second inning with a sacrifice fly. Watches the first pitch curveball in the dirt. Swings and miss or swings and pops that 1-0 count. Third baseman Black will camp under it and make the play. And that will retire the side, but not before the Warriors silence the Fort Dale Academy crowd with a four spot here in the top half of the third inning. Brings your score to five. Nothing. Garrett West will happily take that as he trots onto the mound. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. Your Warriors strike for four in the top half of the third inning. We head to the home half of the Warriors, leading five to nothing. Garrett West on the mound, looking to complete his third inning of work. Christian Griffin and Jacob Goins 
on the call here. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Sterling Arnold, center fielder, will be the first opponent that West faces here in the home half of the third. Arnold in that nine spot, and then following that, it will be Black and McNeil back in that one-two slot for the Fort Dale Eagles. First pitch fastball in there for a call strike, as we've said numerous times here from West, that fastball very lively coming out of that right-handed arm. A great tempo as well with that curveball. I believe it was called. Yeah, I think strike. It, it should have been. Yeah, it was. It was very delayed. It was, it was very delayed. So the 0-2 count to West. That ball was swung on and missed. Went upstairs, and Arnold got caught chasing. So a little good morning, good afternoon, and good night. You better believe it. As Arnold sees three pitches, and that'll bring Garrett West to two strikeouts on the day, back-to-back -back strikeouts on the day, that is. And Everett Black, third baseman, will dig into the right-handed batter's box line to center field to lead off the home half of the first inning. That was a good pitch. Didn't get called. Black was trying to plead with the home plate umpire that it, it hit the elbow guard, but you don't start making the trot to first. Act like you know what you're doing. You're definitely not, not getting that call. West says, hey, watch this. I'm going to throw the exact same pitch and get a called strike. That's right. That front door curveball evens the count at one ball and one strike to the Eagles' third baseman. Fastball misses downstairs, brings the count to two balls and one strike. We're hoping that these dark clouds that we're seeing off in the distance stay away. We're hoping so bad for the game's sake and for us as well with all of our equipment sitting out here. 2-1 fastball is lifted. Foul down down by the softball field. Well, Sticking yeah. that ball would have, could have possibly stayed in play, but with the wind blowing mm -hmm. from right to, right to left, you're not going to get that comeback that you'll see on a dead straight pop-up. A 2-2 count to Everett Black. is swung on off the end of the bat. Hayden Harper will give chase, and that ball will drop inside the Bermuda Triangle. So Everett Black will be awarded with a hit. A good pitch there from Jackson. Black off the cap of the bat had just enough strength to muscle it just over the shortstop side. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Parker McNeil fouls the first pitch fastball off. 5 nothing your score here. Lee Scott Warriors ahead of the Fort Dale Academy Eagles. 5 nothing here in the home half of the third inning. Garrett West still on the bump for... Lee Scott. Good block there from Lane Eddins. Evens the count. At one and one. Everett Black, a one-out single. Gets his lead from first. About a two-and-a-half step lead. Fastball swung on and fouled straight back from Parker McNeil, who grounded to first. 
in his first plate appearance this afternoon. We appreciate you all listening to Lee Scott Baseball here on AU100, au100fm.com, and the AU100 app. We also ask you to bear with us here as dark clouds continue to roll in. If it starts raining, we'll have to throw it to music and get out of here and, and try to wait it out and see if we can finish these games. But So stay with us here on AU100. One, two. Back do, backdoor curveball doesn't get the call. Not to the pleasurement of many of the Lee Scott Academy Warriors. Edens did give the sign that it was just off the plate. But we've seen that call a couple times here early on. We even count to the Eagles shortstop. as a fastball. McNeil knew it. Was thinking off speed. Painted that fastball right on the outer half of the plate. A big strike out there from Garrett West. It's a good way to bounce back if you're West. You didn't get the call on the previous pitch. The fans were a little upset about it. So then you bounce back on the very next pitch and throw an absolute no-doubter, and you get him on the strikeout West of the three now. Three Ks, that is, here on the day. Big out here. Owen McNeil, second of the brothers. As that's a called strike, but it might have been a little mix up there. I think Edens might have been thinking fastball. Garrett West threw the curveball. It's a strike nonetheless, but the pass ball will allow Everett Black to advance to second base. And as I was mentioning, a big out here, Owen McNeil doubled off the wall his first time up. Looking to keep the game scoreless for the Fort Dale Eagles is Garrett West. A long look in. Gets the pitch he likes. Two looks over to second base and fires. Fastball swung on and missed. Really big rip there. Good challenge, fastball. It's the pitch to McNeil. Hit for a double his last time up. West said, you got me the first time. Let's go at it again. Looking got for the his, fastball by him there. Looking for his fifth strikeout in as many batters. The 0-2. There's a fastball in the dirt. Runner will try and take third, and to no avail. I think Black thought that it got by the catcher, Lane Eddins, but a great backhanded stop, able to make the play, fire over to third. Kate Hudson and applies the tag relatively easily, and just like that, the Warriors get out of a little bit of a jam, and more importantly, McNeil will be forced to bat in that home half of the inning. 5 nothing. your score here as we head to the top half of the fourth inning. You're listening to Lee Scott Baseball on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. At Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors. On Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secured Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. 
Game Action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. Harper, Sprayberry, and Hudson get things going for the Warriors to lead off the top half of the fourth inning in a 5-0 score with the Lee Scott Warriors in command. Morgan Heath still on the bump for the Forkdale Eagles. And the Warriors looking to carry that momentum that they've got in the third. Well, they struck for four. One, two, three, four, five straight Warriors reaching base safely in that, th in that third inning. See if Lee Scott can carry the offensive momentum as Harper, the bottom portion of the lineup, but then back to the top as you're coming off a four-run inning. And temperature not really an issue anymore, but those clouds continue to just roll on through here at Fort Dale Academy. It's dark gray out over the trees in center and right field. So we are just, again, hoping, praying, and we hope you are as well, <laughs> that we avoid the rain here in game one. First pitch to Hayden Harper in there for a called strike. Going back to that third inning part, we talked about the patience of this Lee Scott hitting team, but the, the aggressive patience that you're going to make he throw you strikes, and when you do, you got to attack and find barrels. And that's what they did. All of those runs scored with two outs. Yeah. Even count to Hayden Harper. Pitch is fouled over the netting. Brings the count to one ball and two strikes. And that's what aggressive patience is. It's being patient at the plate, making the pitcher throw you strikes, but then when they do throw you one, you have to jump on it. And that's exactly what Lee Scott did back in that third inning to extend that one nothing lead to what is now a 5 nothing lead. 1-2 count. Ball's fouled off, so we'll reset and do it again here at 1-2. and two. And I think the key thing that you can talk about, that aggressive patience. Two walks, I'd say the best that bat of the inning was from Sam Jackson, a nine-pitch walk. No doubt. 1-2. Is lifted to right field again. That ball goes foul, but we talk about the adjustments being made in this third base dugout from the Lee Scott Warriors. They know the fastball is not going to blow you by. You think line drive over second base, you're going to be perfectly timed up with that curveball. You'll be able to spray that fastball to that right side if you are a right-handed hitter. And it seems Harper in this at-bat is, is reaching upstairs for him a little bit. A couple of those were a little high, and he's gone up after him. He's made contact, just hasn't put one in play yet, and has a chance to do so on the 1-2, depending on what Heath pitches here. 1-2. How about that? Is lined up the middle past the outstretched diving glove of McNeil. So he did get that fastball. And Hayden Harper is awarded with a leadoff single to lead off this top half of the first inning. And more importantly, it flips the lineup, too. So a great job there from that nine hole. Harper, not necessarily a stereotypical nine hole. You could easily see him in that two spot or that five or six spot with the contact that he brings. And the speed but the speed on the that bases. you bring, too, almost yep. a second leadoff hitter. Sometimes that nine spot could be the biggest compliment because you're able to get that rally started for the top half of the lineup as that pitch to Hutch Sprayberry misses upstairs. Wind about constant here. Blowing from left to right. The 1-0 to Hutch Sprayberry. Sprayberry tried to lay down a bunt. It's a fastball upstairs. The bunts at foul. We've seen 
Heath miss up and arm side. A lot here. You wonder if that third inning took a toll on him with the pitch count. Big hole on that right side for Sprayberry. Missed the tag down at first. 1 0 count. Yeah, in there for in there for a ball. Harper got a big secondary. Good dirt ball read. Was able to was looking to take second, but a good job diving back safely, diving to the to that back side of the base and avoiding that swipe tag from the first baseman Benson. Had a beat, just didn't get the tag. He's got avoids and out there. I like the aggressiveness from Harper, though, because if that ball gets anywhere past the catcher, you're taking second standing up. A 2-1 is the line past the diving glove of the first baseman, Benson. Harper will go from first to third, and as we've talked about, that right side being so open, and especially with Benson holding on Harper at first, any ball with any sort of exit velocity is going to find its way into right field. And Sprayberry did just that, bringing runners to the corners here. With nobody on, runners on the corners. Warriors threatening again for the third straight inning. Already leading 5-0 here in the top half of the fourth inning. Thank you for everybody tuning in. Christian Griffin and Jacob Goins here on the call on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Warriors leading 5-0 on the road here in Fort Dale. Cade Hudson uh -oh. up to bat. And Hutch Sprayberry taking second on first move. And Benson not even going to throw over as we talk about those aggressive leads. And that was a very deliberate throw over to first. Hudson Spray or Hutch Sprayberry going on first move and the speed that Sprayberry has. You're not going to throw him out at second. You're not going to risk that throw either because an errant throw. And all of a sudden it's a six-run game. And Hutch Sprayberry is making his way over to third base. Yeah, Lee Scott in a good position with runners on second and third. Most importantly, nobody out here in this fourth inning as, as some fans starting to clear out in preparation for what doesn't look like good clouds coming <laughs> straight at us. And so, again, we ask that everybody just bear with us here on AU100 for, for what could be some nasty weather rolling through. And if it starts to rain, we got to pack it up and get out of here. And we'll have to throw it back to music. And so we will... Keep you posted on that. The infield has come in for Cade Hudson. So a fly ball with Harper speed. Hudson should be awarded a sacrifice fly and an RBI. The plan is to play two here this afternoon. We're hoping that we're going to be able to. Yeah, at least play one. And I don't know. I don't know. How Does that look like rain to you, partner, over there? No comment. Uh, <laughs> as the one or the first pitch misses downstairs for ball one. I know the rules in Georgia are you have to play five for the game to be completed. That ball is in on the hands, but with the infield playing in, that will bloop over the second base bag. Or second baseman. Not the second base bag, the second baseman, I apologize. So we saw Sprayberry rip a ball into right field, and we saw Hudson. Bloop a ball into right field, but that's why you play the game of baseball. Unfortunate event for Heath as he got in the got in on the hands of Cade Hudson, but with the infield playing in, Hudson able to bloop that ball over the second baseman. Sprayberry or Hudson? No, I'm sorry. Yes, Sprayberry will be held at third base. So runners on the corners here once again for the Warriors, and still no outs. Now leading six to nothing in the top half of the fourth inning. 
Garrett West now in the right-handed batter's box, looking to do more damage for the Warriors. Watches the first pitch in there for a called strike one. And, yeah, it's weird because down here at the at ground level, we see the wind blowing from left to right, but it looks like above us it's coming the clouds right are blowing us. right towards us. Big lead there from West and a throw over. Close to a bot call. But to no avail, Hudson gets back safely. Garrett West, one for two on the afternoon. Looking to improve on that. Morgan Heath still on the mound for Fort Dale. Comes sets and fires. Fastball, it's fouled. Straight back off the cinder blocks. The breeze picking up here. A little bit at WZ Middleton Field, where your Lee Scott Warriors lead six to nothing over the Fort Dale Eagles. Less than an 0-2 count here. That ball is grounded and past the third base glove. So another run will score. Ball not hit relatively too hard, but perfectly in that five-six hole. Past the glove of Black and McNeil. So seven-nothing your score here. Warriors pounding it on here. One in the second, three in the fourth, and already three here in the top half of the fourth inning. Looks like Brady Stoljlowski will pinch run for Garrett West. Runners on first and second here for Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, as we mentioned, had the... The key at bat of the inning, not necessarily with the RBIs, but with the pitch selection and the battle. A nine-pitch at bat his last time up resulted in a walk and was a part of that rally in the third inning. Bats here with no two on and no outs here in the top half of the fourth inning. Watches the first pitch. Missed downstairs for ball one. Things not looking too good. It looks like the rain will be coming. We are just minutes away. Jacob is pulling the car closer to us, so if that rain comes, we can sporadically try and cover all of this equipment, throw it into the back of that car. As the 1-0 curveball misses downstairs, we apologize once again. It does look like we will have to go uh, yeah. to a rain delay. I don't yeah. think it's a matter of if, it's now a matter of when. Yeah, it's 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 not looking pretty, and, and I just I just pulled up the radar as, as I was pulling the car up here, and it's, it's not a big piece, but... That ball is grounded to third base. Black, instead of taking the force out at third, will put the tag on Cade Hudson. Kind of a a benefit for the Warriors as it looked like it could have been an easily a double play. But decided to go to the tag. Hudson wisely to slow down and force him to come towards him and make the tag. Yeah, problem with the radar right now, weather-wise. It's not a huge patch, but it's pretty dark. It's red, and it's not moving very fast. And so... Very shortly, we're probably going to have to to go to what they would call a rain delay and, and just kind of wait it out here at Fort Dale. And, and hopefully we can come back on. I just don't know if we get the rain amount that's looking like. I just don't know if, if the field can handle it and if, if we're going to be able to set back up out here. Pelzer Reeves digs into the right-handed batter's box. Watches the first pitch fastball in there for a call strike. Movement 
in that Fort Dale bullpen has come. As that ball is lines right to ref, left field. A little salsa move from the left fielder Simmons as that ball was hit right at him. But that will be the second out of the inning. We've seen about all the, the events that you could see here in the top half of the fourth mm -hmm. inning. Sprayberry with a bullet. Cade Hudson with about a 45-mile-an-hour exit. Velo bloop, and then Pelzer Reeves, another line drive out to the right fielder. So two away here in the top half of the third inning. Fourth inning, I apologize. As Landry Cochran digs in, watches the first pitch miss downstairs. Cochran, two for two on the afternoon. Had that first breakthrough single last inning. As that single drove in two, he advanced to second on the wild throw, and Lane Edens brought him in with a single of his own. 1-0 curveball misses upstairs. You can see Heath laboring out there, just trying and willing his team to try and get through four here. We apologize for that win coming pretty steadily now. Yeah, we're going to have to call it here in just a minute. We'll try and get through this top half of the fourth inning as the ball misses upstairs, brings the count to three balls and no strikes. Yeah, trying to at least get through the top half, but I don't think we're going to make it very far, partner. The lights have come on. That's a lot of thunder that back thunder there. Is coming on rather quickly, the 3-0 count. There's a called strike on the inner half of the plate. Again, you mentioned the thunder. We haven't seen any lightning, but a battleship gray, as you will, has scattered the entire sky as that ball is lifted into left field. Grab his man. And the left fielder, Simmons, will have time to make the play. So we head to the home half of the fourth inning. I believe that we will have to call it here just to go ahead and protect all of our equipment. You can check us out on Twitter. Jacob yeah, yeah, Goins, yeah. Or I believe we'll try and leave updates whenever we can. Yeah. My Twitter is C underscore Griff zero one. We will try and provide updates however we can if on we are there. able to play. And also on the Lee Scott Sports Network Facebook page. We'll update you there as well. Hey, we appreciate you all tuning in. With the rain moving in, everybody's scattering. we got to do so as well. We'll keep you updated if they continue playing this game and if we're able to get some more in here on AU100, AU100FM.com and the AU100 app. Christian Griffin, I appreciate you, brother. We'll hopefully stay dry, get this stuff packed up, and maybe we can keep this thing going later on today. I'm Jacob Goins on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Stay safe in the weather. I'll talk to you later. Go Warriors. They're up 7-0 here in Game 1 of the AISA Class 3A state playoffs.